it's not a baseball. It's a cricket. Don't you know how the game plays? Cricket ball. You want to play grasshopper? I mean, I mean, cricket. Right, cricket. Hello. It's American right. football. Now okay. he's going to go into the store, uh, and we're going to meet a not funny guy who's going to do this up? not funny thing about how much he hates dust. Go ahead if you want. It's not a funny thing. So he thinks that like this dust mite is dust. He's like all wrong, and he's going to get straightened out later when this professor type shows up. He has a picture of a dust mite above his produce. Yes. <laughs> now, that sounds funny on paper, but believe me, this guy does not pull it off. So Ryder has sent him here. You remember that that piece of the poison label that he found? Yeah, that's he right. I remember that. Oh, he's so going he to wants... the local emporium. Right. Trace this. Who bought this? Where was it purchased? You know, from your store or whatever. That's cool. I didn't realize this is a procedural. Now think about how Wild West it is, right? The cop doesn't do it. He sends some kid he just met from right. hitchhiking. It is Wild Westy. Punk okay, Rock. so there's a company called Valhalla Presents. And they had a like a string of cinemas. And they made a bunch of films. Now, the guy who directed this name is Barry Peak, and the guy who produced it, his name is Chris Keeley. Or okay. it's Kylie, but I think it's I Keeley. said Kylie, yeah. So it's K-I-E, just like in your name, Spiegelman. It's E sound. Keeley. If this is German-derived, I don't know. So anyway, they made a film, Future Schlock. They made huh. a film called Channel Chaos that they hated, so they didn't release it. They made The Big Hurt, and they made this as time goes by, and this was the final film. Wow. So I they had the a big easy. run of making some money, but this yeah. film didn't work. Funny they had a disowner film. The Big Hurt. I, would, I prefer The Big Easy, Carl. Uh-huh. That's right. It was easier. Yeah. Didn't hurt as much. It was more of an escapist film than The Big Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I got dust and they go blah 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 blah. Oh wait. Oh yeah, there's the dust. Fucking ouch. Dust times hundred thousand magnification. You think he was like a good television actor who just got himself a role? Uh well no. let me look. Okay. His Don't name is Don Bridges. And um he was a the dust obsessed outback storekeeper. Born in nineteen fifty in Melbourne. Uh he's known for three but look look how current this is. Troll Bridge, 2019. I mean, he's still wow. out there doing it. Duty and Punch, 2019. Oh, Button, I know that movie. 2021. You do? Duty and Punch, yeah. Yeah. I got to put. I got to remember to watch that movie. I wanted to see it. Instead of Punch and Judy, it's Judy and Punch. Very funny. Let me try to look that up, too. Duty and Punch, 2019. We're, we're, I'm getting it off a title. Okay, so now he shouldn't walk in there. Well, he's a cop. Who's, oh. I know, I know, but he's got his balls about him. So he oh, goes. So in... should we say privates? <laughs> now what's that, Mike? That's the poison. It is. Now here comes a guy in spurs. Right, Wild this West. L. J. Weston. 
and he'll play heavily into our film, L.J. Weston. Look, he tracks weather. So it is a Western. It's a Western. Yeah. Weston. Weston. L.J. Weston. The actor's name is Ray Barrett, and he had a little bit of fame, but as you might imagine, we wouldn't relate to any of it because it's all in Australia, and he was in the troubleshooters in England. From 65 to 71. Oh, man. He was, you know... Oh, he was the first actor put under contract for Australian Broadcasting Corporation drama selection. What? What? I'll tell you how I found this film. I found it purely through YouTube. I was looking for films, and this popped up, and I looked up it up on IMDb, and I saw the poster as well, and I said, oh, this sounds cool. Let's do it. Yeah, you're also hitting me up. I had to get I had to get a, something in, but this one looks. Well, I've this never... is a good film. Uh, in the end, um, oh, it's done well, and it's a good choice. It doesn't fit with your theme of. Um, I don't have a theme of bad movies. Of yes, you do. You read about <laughs> them when they were, you were young, and you couldn't see them, and you always remember yeah. them. But now, thanks to YouTube, <laughs> well, to be honest. This movie came out during our youth in 88, and uh, it was definitely, like, to be accessible in the United States, this definitely had to been a video cassette. Right. This was never released theatrically in the U.S., and the video release, I think I have it here, oh, yeah, only on VHS, but what year was it? 1989, this right. was out on VHS. But I don't think it was bought in the American market. The film was never distributed there crazy yes i don't know about the vhs maybe it was i i had mentioned uh there's a documentary on the australian exploitation film industry called uh not not from hollywood Uh where where they discuss how like barry's humphreys and mad max generated this this maverick industry yeah and they would make these crazy exploitation films we actually this was right before you joined the show carl but we watched an early one, which is no longer on YouTube, called uh-huh. Turkey Shoot, which okay. was kind of like a battle royale, and it included a werewolf eat, who eats toes. And in the documentary, they're like, yeah, that was a low point. But, you know, they were just, anything goes in these films. They would Should shoot I see the... Turkey Shoot? Yeah. Maybe should we should... I... Well, let's see if Turkey Shoot's on. At the end of the show, I'll see if Turkey Shoot's on, and then we'll do it as a future episode. Okay. We already have a movie pick for next week. If the okay. audience would like to know, you have to watch, listen to our show, and then we'll mention it at the end. Yeah, for the big reveal. Everyone's on the edge of our seat. I'm, they're writing about us on the Huffington Post. Oh, on the HuffPo? So is this Thelma and Louise? You, uh, Aussie no. version? No. no. Grouchy no this and... is Grouchy and Past Life Experiences, lady. Oh, their van broke down. What is this? Yeah, their uh, van broke down, and they're not going to be able to get out of there for a while, and that's how they're going to fit into our plot. Now, this guy is crazy scientist guy. Somehow, he found out that there's aliens here. This is Weston. No, no, this is a guy named James McCauley, which is a boring name for a film, and... um He's like an alien-obsessed mad professor type. He has some awful job at a tracking station, and this is his way to get famous, is to find an alien. So he'll be set up as our bad guy. Gotcha. Uh, 
Now, this is the guy we saw in the beginning of the film who saw right. the spaceship crash. He's finally approaching it? Yes. He, he's going to go up to it. He's going to hear the sounds of a crowd inside, and then he's going to run away scared. He's seeing it for the first time. Oh, I would definitely pull from my bottle on that one. As a squeak, professional squeak, 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 doctor. As a professional doctor. Nobody will get that but you and me. It looks closed. Budweiser. Oh, exotic beer. You love and you. We don't drink Folsters, mate, because we think it's shit. We drink Budweiser. Which you think is shite. Right, shite. Oh my god, there's background sound effect noises playing. Oh, well. So this isn't skull drinkery. Not having a drink. Right, I'm here to do some skull duggery. Okay, now, for the first time... We see his shirt off. Okay, right. Now, even though his shirt off is off like that, and he looks like that, she's still interested. You know, there wasn't a lot of people to pick from. Uh, Alright, Carl. Yeah, I guess you're picky, right? What, he has, he has pointy elbows, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, there's yeah. no definition. Like, there's no <laughs> fat, but at the same time, I don't see abs. This is a yeah. guy who hasn't done a crunch in his life. Yeah, right, yeah. Throw away. And those off oh, the bottom of his ribs. Gross. I can think yeah. about what a skeleton looks like. You're killing me. <laughs> I wish but I Connie looked doesn't good. care, and Connie's going to kiss him right now. Okay, come on, come right, on. Get ready. Come on. Kiss already. All right, the flies are down your face. Now, kiss. in Australia, this guy was very famous, okay? This guy was name is... Uh, his name is Nick Needles, and it's N-I-Q-U-E. So it's like Nicky Needles or something. Ooh. He was in The Boy Who Had Everything, Kimono, Shout, The Story of Johnny O'Keefe. We wouldn't know this stuff. But she would. So she was kissing a famous person. If she will do the interview with me, one of the things I'm going to ask her was, how exciting was it to kiss Nicky Needles? Come on now, come on. Bear all, bear all. Oh, look at that. The picture, the ghost in the picture. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, this is a pretty good film. Like, they really tried hard, and I don't know. It's, it, it isn't pretty, but we're watching a VH copy, VHS copy. I'm sure it looks gorgeous, this sunset. Probably. And, yeah. And all the outback desert sure. scenes, you know. The blooming onions. <laughs> yeah. That's where the blooming onions are going to make. Average and you chop them and make machetes and harvest the blooming onions. Look how that I don't know if that's honest. Look how low that that moon cannot be that big. No, I'm sure they got the right angle and I'm sure the original shot had it not cropped either. Now she is not wearing a top, but we really don't get to see anything. We certainly don't see areola, but I had my fingers crossed. And the thing is, every time I watch this film tried really hard but no no she's not topless whoa see, oh, see? Yeah, she threw that in there perfect you tried really hard 
It's 100% covered, and she did it in a flash. Perfect. So your problem with this guy is that he's too easy on your eyes. He's too easy on your eyes. I don't really have... Okay, did you almost see it? Oh! Her elbow right. caught it, and then the blanket cut it. I really don't have a problem with him. I was just trying to make you laugh. No, now, no, you did. You did. He pulls out the... You know, he's going to say, like, What's this story? <laughs> He killed his son. And she's oh like, my God. What and she's like, killer. don't bring it up to him. You know, he's very sensitive. But the very next scene we see, he's going to bring it up to him. You just had sex. Hey, <laughs> is it true your roommate killed his baby? What a buzzkill. See, he hurt his hand from the accident. Oh, it was recent. Well, he was, you know, he was helping him fix the... Yeah, and, right. Oh, his hand. That's right. On the other hand. I liked it. He goes, can you fix the engine? And he, and Mike was like, sure. Like, he just happens to know how to fix an engine. Everyone everyone from then would. Yeah, right. He goes, well, I didn't know, know you were a cop. In Road Warrior, they all had to learn how to uh, build engines. Yes, they did. Yeah. Or take prisoner people who did know how. I'm sorry, I meant Mad Max 2. Did I say Road Warrior? I meant to say uh, Mad It's um, Thunderdome. That's Mad Max 3. Oh, oh, oh. You see, in Europe, the Road Warrior was a sequel to a very popular film that wasn't, was a more of a cult film in the United States. Uh-huh. Should I see so, it? It's called The Road Warrior. You, you've already seen it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They I've seen it all the, the Road Mad War. Max film, so I guess I did. You saw the last one, right? From with Formosa. I don't know. It had a uh, blood bags. Oh, yeah, with um. Sh- uh, yeah, her. Charlize Theron. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Awful. You don't think it was the best movie of 2010s? I don't know. I don't All think right. it was a good movie. Interesting. I I don't believe her as that tough character and 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 and. and, and. Uh, is he okay, looking for well, a diner? Here's our professor, and he's going to lie that he's looking for meteorites. Okay, oh, no. Why don't you listen this time? Their interaction's a little funny, especially when he shows him. Not a, that's not dust. There's no incidences here. This, this is okay funny. It reminds me of uh, that Mick Jagger movie we watched where he goes into the Brazilian store to tell I'm him Mick that. Mick Jagger. Yeah, And he's right. like, oh, Julio Iglesias? He's like, no, Mick Jagger. Oh, Julio Iglesias. Turn it up, turn it up. It's a louse? So he's like finds out that he's got the story wrong about dust. But he made posters and all that shit. Yeah, and he you know, he thought dust was the louses. He finds out like dust is particulate matter, pet dander, human flakes of skin. It is microscopic, but it's not Oh no, alas poor skull uh, oryx. 
Oh, he's up. Alas, poor Auric. Auric. Uric. Uric. I knew him. I, uh, clearly, I knew, I knew him. Horatio. I knew him. How can you tell it's Horatio? From his skull tattoo, it's still on there. His head tattoo. Face so tattoo. he mentioned Joe Bogart, the, the drifter guy, you know, the skull collector guy. He's like, oh, they came down. And then Joe Bogart. And so Mike, that's who gave him the letter. Joe Bogart goes, what did you say, Joe? I can't believe we're a half hour to this film and you haven't done a Bogart joke. The, okay. This Joe Bogart character doesn't really speak. He uses, like, old movie phrases. Really? I think we should turn the sound up for this entire scene. Okay. Now, I told you this film was good, and this is one of the reasons. This is one of the scenes. Blink, blink, blink. So he speaks in movie phrases. Now you see how he's connected to the ship. Yeah. Nice sound effect to it. Now keep this sound up because you didn't hear it before because you wandered off. He's going to speak in movie phrases. It really is extremely popular in, in uh, Australia. I don't like if you don't like my mountains, I don't like them myself. I think he's proud to Marx right now. So can I tell you how 80s this movie is with the sense of irony about the previous generation and, yeah. you know, it's pop culture influence and then he regurgitates it and that's ironic? Yeah. and we're, It's always like 20 years prior or 30 years prior. And yeah. And you've made that note before. But it's also like at the 80s, people were looking at a lot of stuff from the 50s and, you know, the movies from the 40s yes, and stuff. Yes. And putting it in a new context. Oh, Carl, oh, I should plug well, something from the, the yeah. story about how the power capsule fell off. And he wants Mike to go get it, essentially. Jesus, does, can Mike just surf? Must he fix everybody's shit? Well, he's got a letter that was 20, 25 years ago telling him to come here today. Now, to help out. We're, yeah, we're going to learn now about time travel. And I want you to not turn the sound off when we. Okay. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it now? I got it. And then I can take a pee break, right? No, Mike. Okay, now. Now he says he's from a constellation. Okay, look at the time. Okay. Crash. 
he's killing himself. This is crazy. Now it gets even worse. Check this out. Now look, you've got a little time thing, which is a shaker for a bar. Uh huh. And he turns it back a minute. We'll still have Paris. Everything is fine. It's a minute earlier. 10.25. A minute before everything went bad. My favorite judge back in one piece. Your hands. Curiously on off. Curious. Okay. 10.26 again. Can't you tell that I'm joking? No. You understand what happened before? No. We went back in time. This is pretty cool. Okay, so now he's going to tell him what he wants him to do. Now, does that make sense? This is in the future. I'm trying to process it. Oh, okay. You can turn the sound off now. So now he, he's going to get his first lead on this meteorite, which is really an alien ship. That guy over there goes, it fell from the sky. This is a little funny because he's insulting them right to their face for being like hay seeds and primitive. You know, he's from the coast. He's flying like right. Sydney or Melbourne. Now, the woman sitting there is going to get mad at him and punch him in the face. This happens, so it's like a New Jersey bar. I guess, yes. So they're going like, you like science? You should see J.L. Weston. He tracks the weather, he does. Now, there he hears, it fell from the sky. Oh, perfect. What now a coincidence. Out cold. Out cold. You drinking a beer now? Yeah, Budweiser. Okay, so Mike's on four drinks. Oh, okay, okay. You're doing the beer count. So, okay, Connie's not the one to count. Mike is would be okay. There's less beer than you think, but maybe I'm. I didn't pay attention. Well, I mean, they had a beer when they got to the house. They had a beer over dinner. Uh, they had another. Beer. Now nice. he's having a Budweiser here. So that's four. Yeah. So now it's essentially, I got to get my ship mobile again, but I can't do it until I get my whammy jammy thing. So I want you to go out there and get my whammy jammy thing. I like this diner. There's like seats for two and that's it. <laughs> so he says that the last time he was here, he was, he helped them in Los Alamos with the atom bomb, the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm missing all his uh... banter. And then later, Cheryl will say, I saw him in Los Alamos at Joe Bogart's diner or bar. Maybe it's bar. I guess they're in a bar, not a diner. Uh, yeah, it could be a grill. 
a bar and grill. Yeah, you never see a grill alone. There's always a bar and a grill. Right. I guess a restaurant is a grill, Joe's Grill. Joe's Grill. And bar. Joe would be like, no, it's Joe's Bar and Grill. So now we just gave him a note. It's a little map that it's drawn where the power thing is. But it's in the handwriting, although we don't know it yet, of Ryder. Oh, really? Yeah, and now he's telling him, look out for J.L. Weston. He might try to kill you, kid, just like he tried to kill Ryder or something like that. But he's warning him against J.L. Weston. He'll try to kill you. This is crazy. Maybe I should listen. I want to be alone. Yeah. He's great walking around that room with the wire attached to him. The camera yeah, got it all. His name is Joe Bogart in this film, and in real life, he's Max Gillis. Now, again, he's got he's on all these kind of credits, but we wouldn't appreciate them. Yeah. Blue Healers in 94, Dick Down Under in 75, Stork in 71. He's a founding member of the 1970s experimental theater company, the Australian Performing Group. Now, if you and I grew up in Australia, we'd go, whoa, blimey. Yeah, <laughs> Crikey. I would, yeah, it's I would drop in. my blooming onion. It's yeah, that guy from the experimental theater. Eyes guided, Joey. Oh, look, there it is. Here. King of Gears. Yeah, that's King of the gears. power thing. Oh, here comes a nondescript beer truck. Well, this is our scientist guy. He All has right. brought with him a sort of little lab in the back. Now he's like, he knows that there was a meteorite, land, or, you know, an alien or whatever. So he's talking to himself like, you know, like, screw you, Professor something. I'm not crazy, you know, and talking about his... Um, what do you think about that technique of opening up a package of donuts while driving? <laughs> with one hand or did he use two i didn't pay attention he used his teeth to rip the plastic off and then he then he squished the donut out of the hole so now he confronts jl weston and it is some pretty funny dialogue he lets it out by mistake that it's not a meteorite it's a ufo and so weston is like crying he's got the same dreams of glory this guy has he'll get a nobel prize if he discovers aliens i do like the fact that this film is doesn't really have a central character that we are kind of switching around because usually a film like this would just be a focus on right yeah well, anything scientific happens around here i know about it best western wait his name is jl weston are you thinking of the best western hotel sure great hotel Best bug bugs in the industry. Now, what he's doing now is he's prattling on about the ozone layer. He's obviously a stupid person who doesn't understand, right? right. So the professor's playing along. He's going, yeah, we could help each other. I, they're clearly attacking the ozone layer. We could, we could stop that together. Now, turn it up because he goes the UF up. He got caught. UFOs. Aliens. Aliens. Wandering around out there trying to make contact. 
JL Weston is stupid and not stupid at the same time. Carl, his his office is in his barn. Yes. So this is the first person that he respects, you know. He he knows he's a cop. He's asked him for help of to trace a label, etc. Now we're going to find out essentially that it was purchased. The poison was purchased by J.L. Weston. Well, why is Western poisoning the other farms? I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I never caught it. I saw it three times. I never, I don't know. Regarding the lamb poisoning, you would know. So let's go ask you. (laughs) Okay, listen, go ahead. It's a good time. Because not much is going to happen for, you know, don't be gone forever, but not much is going to happen. I have more respect to the audience than just to get up and pee. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. So I'll keep talking to you. I don't know. What can I tell you about this film? I, just, I think I covered the filming locations, uh, but I'll just be specific. Broken Hill, New South Wales. Uh, three weeks around Broken Hill, they filmed. Uh, in Melbourne, they were at MFP Studios, which was Melbourne Film Studios. It was uh, owned by Valhalla, which makes sense. They're also in Silverton, and I mentioned this small village is featured in Mad Max. Is that interesting? I'm not sure. So now Weston is saying... Yeah, I bought that poison, but it was stolen from my uh, barn, and I can take you to the people who stole it. The film was released at the Valhalla in Melbourne and at the Brighton Bay on 9th of September, 1988. It turned up later in Sydney with the season at the Valhalla from December 24th. To the 3rd of February, 89, opening the 13th of January at Walker's Cinema in North Sydney. That's it. That was its little tour, okay? And it went away. They couldn't sell it to the United States. There was some European territories. Let's see. Italy and Germany showed an interest. Sale to the U. Okay, so I'm not sure if it actually played there. They showed an interest. So this was their fourth and final film that they made together as director and producer for Valhalla. It just fell apart. This film sunk them. And it's not clear why. They spent a lot of money on it. Okay, so now Mike is showing up with Ryder's map looking for the Budweiser thing, the power to the ship. But it won't be there. So Mike is now going from Ryder's map to where the power thing is. But it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, he puts two two together and he knows that Cheryl has it. Now, like I said, I saw this three other times. I, I don't know how he knows it. But Cheryl, the past lives woman, has it. 
Look how pretty. Right. Gorgeous. Picture perfect. I need to put an image over it. I need to write some text over it and send it as an image. Yeah, I right. I do is, inspirational uh, JPEGs. I take pictures of Australian Outback sunsets, and then I write a, a, a gaudy quote over it in gaudy <laughs> font. Hang Be, in there. Hang in there. It's God. almost Friday. <laughs> if it doesn't defeat you, it makes you... Teamwork makes the dream works makes the teamwork. No, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> What's gonna work? Teamwork. <laughs> Carl, there's no work in I. <laughs> yeah, there's no work in I. That's good. All right, so they are uh, just negotiating, even though Cheryl. Good. I'm glad okay. Cheryl's involved. Yeah, but it's unex it's not explained why she is involved. Now we will see her go get it and find it and take it. But how in the world could Mike have known that? Did we see, did we as the audience see that scene? I don't think we see it yet. We will see it. This is a time travel movie. Gotcha. So yeah. right now Weston has some sort of lead on the aliens, and he goes, you wait here. And I don't really get it. They're both going after. Carl, I'd like to tell you a time travel knock-knock joke, if I may. Okay. Knock-knock. Who's there? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. Did you say Dwayne who? Dwayne who? Dwayne. Sorry, I went back in time. I screwed up the entire joke. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, now look, her foot is in the fire. And he's That's like, what they do. Your, your foot is burning. And she goes, which one? Oh, yeah, your foot's on fire. Oh, you have captions? I do have captions. And they're actually being coherent. They're very closed. Those captions. Okay, now all we're going to see is this, this long segment here, and all we're going to see is that the Budweiser power thing is starting to charge up. And that's in their van? Is that what we're seeing? Yes, it, Cheryl found it. She would wear it around as a hat, or maybe that's to come. It's in the van, that's right. Sure. Now, there are taglines that kind of make don't make sense. <clears throat> One of the taglines is, well, actually, there's only two taglines, and one doesn't make sense. He goes, we're not just talking aliens, we're talking Australian. Okay, that rhymes, Australian alien. Right, but the thing is, only Joe Bogart's an alien, so it doesn't make sense. But as an American who's going to either pick this or, I don't know, cliffhanger. Oh, it's the no, right book for the poster, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the tagline is, the fundamental things don't necessarily apply. I don't. <laughs> okay, so they're biting As off the song. Goes by. Yeah, the fundamental things apply. Okay, so they went and titled their film after that famous song, and they found out that. Okay, so he's got a lead. He thinks that Mike is an alien, or Mike knows about the aliens. So he just bonked Mike over the head and abducted him and put him into Weston or Raider. Right. Um 
Right. The science, no, the science, Ryder's our friend, the scientist guy named James McCauley. Okay, McCauley, Bowtie guy. Bowtie guy, let's call him that. Now, here's J.L. Weston also after Mike because he knows he had contact with the aliens, they think. So he's asking Connie, where is he? Tell him to call me. Weston's more direct. He doesn't bonk people on the head. <laughs> That's right. Uh -oh. Now, okay, as time goes by, 1931, Herman Humpfeld's song, made famous after its appearance in Casablanca, originally quoted at 5,000 for use in Australia, but then it was discovered that for world rights, it would be $100,000. This might explain why they did not distribute this film. That's a really good point, because we should mention that the As Time Goes By theme has been co-opted by... Warner Brothers Communications, Time Warner Discovery. Yeah, yeah what for it, the logo. Yeah, for the logo at the beginning of the movies when they show the, the their studio in Burbank or what have you. And then they yeah. have, uh, like, every TV show that's produced by Warner Brothers uses that at the end. So if you're watching a show, right, doesn't it, like, the credits roll and they go, buh, 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 at the buh, beginning. Buh. At yeah, the at the beginning. beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a definitely, it's like saying uh, <clears throat> Windows startup music, the movie. You know, like everyone knows yeah. it. Yeah. Now we will hear it at the end of this film. Uh, we know that we're watching the Australian version of the film. The song is heard in the Australian version of the film, but even then only for one verse as it quickly gives way to music by the other composers because the rights were priced on the basis of each 30 seconds minutes of usage. That is and crazy. then the music disappeared in the overseas prints, which was Italy and Germany. So that means that they didn't have the rights to do it, so they did it for 30 less than. It's it, You'll hear it at the end. Okay. We're not playing it. I can't afford that money. Understood. $5,000 for 30 seconds? Fuck that. Australian dollars? The hell, from 1988? The hell of that. <laughs> so he's got Mike prisoner now. and Okay. These two are like J.L. Weston's thugs. And we saw them at the beginning when Ryder was shooting at them. Not shooting at them. He was only shooting at the poison. Um, so now they're excited about the ozone layer, and they want the presentation, even though they've seen it 15 times. So let's turn up the sound. Sure. Let's give a good lesson. Listen to the lesson. Yes. He's like, can we see the presentation? He wants to give you a speech. Have a bite. Get angry if he doesn't give you a speech. All right. All right. This is how you know Weston is dummy and not a dummy. They look at the sheep, it's part of the presentation. They 
They love it. They love it. That's part of the presentation. You flick the sheet. Because the they're not natural animals. Cows will come. He doesn't love him, but you loves him. Yeah, I get it. Now look, he's gonna swipe a cow. Sold. Okay. So now. I'm Mike has gotten some sort of truth theorem bullshit, and uh, he's going to find out that Cheryl's got the power supply to the spaceship. So our, you know, bowtie guy is getting close. Look at his bald spot, man. Yeah, not so bad. I don't know why he tied Mike has to keep tying Mike up. Who are you working for? He goes, I'm on the dole. Yeah, right. I came to find me father. So he's frustrated, but eventually he is going to learn. Is it? Oh, so Mike's got the letter and he's going on walkabout because he wants to find his father? Right. He got a letter from Joe Bogart, said like something like, if you want to meet your dad, meet me at this bar in, you know, this in the city of Dingo, whatever it was. So that's what brought him here. Gotcha. Now, he says he's from the Sirius constellation, and that upsets me because a constellation is a group of stars. It doesn't make sense. Nobody's from a constellation. When you look at a constellation in the sky, right. it appears two-dimensional, but that's just your perception. The truth is one is 25 million light years further away, and another is 8 million light years closer. You know, there's no such – you can't live in a constellation. It, Right, so you can't, it's not like there's much serious you live in there. I mean, why so serious? Right, why so, I mean, it's Australian, so it might have been Yahoo, <laughs> but why so serious? Oh, yeah, big shout out to Yahoo Serious. Now, our look, Cheryl's wearing it. Now, the Yahoo Serious movies were good, right? Yeah, I'm not saying right. this is bad. Actually, yeah, let me take that back. This film's okay. It's not high budget, but. It's it shot in good. 16 millimeter and they blew it up to 35. That's why it looks a little. That's pretty cool. That explains mm -hmm. why there's somebody sitting in the van right now shooting the movie. <laughs> 16 millimeter camera. I'm in the passenger seat. Let's go. So they sent, he sent his thugs off to find where a uh, bow tie guy is because he knew as he ran off and captured an alien just knows it you know and so, they figured out know? the only thing that drove by is must be him right now you see how the horse has his head in there because he was embarrassed he didn't he had a speaking role he had a speaking role yeah but he couldn't do it the day they actually shot why not he was horse that day so there's Ryder. he notices the girls coming but he doesn't know they're the ones that dump Mike off. That's right. He doesn't know, but he takes note of it. Look, she wears the hat like a hat. 
and she's tank. being all hippy dippy right now. So Tank Girl. Do you, you ever see the movie Tank Girl or read the comic strip uh, Tank Girl? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, I never did. Either the movie's movie. not as good. The the comic strip's a trip. It was it was started in the nineties and it's basically the guy who did Gorillas, the the pops the pop band. Okay. I don't know but, that either. Okay. I'm old. Yeah. Well it's nineties. Young and hip. Yeah, okay. It's in the nineties. Okay. I missed it. The future is going strong. Hey lady, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I got a thing. That's though I know that song, Clint yeah. Eastwood. That it was a cartoon video in there. Oh, I never saw the video. I just heard it on Pandora. Ah. Uh. Okay, now we're about to discover that hey, Mike is missing. Here's the Convi, Convi, whatever they call it, that he was driving around. The key is still in it, and then Ryder's gonna find a note. And it's clearly, it's a map in his own handwriting, and it's not going to make sense. The writer got a Hummer that was uh, off the side of the road. It's not a Hummer. <laughs> he pulled over and got a Hummer. I got you. <laughs> uh, Cheryl was in, uh, her name's Deborah Force, and she was in this film. She was in Future Schlock, which was also done by these guys. And she was in Salt, Saliva, Sperm, and Sweat in 1988. So I immediately looked that up. Uh -huh. And it's like some short film. It's an experimental film. Well, yeah. Future Shock was this pop culture book about, like, I don't know, Future and the Shock. And it, it, it became like a little cultural phenomenon. So that I actually looked up Future Schlock because uh -huh. I, I love the, the, the pun. I've seen it for years. And I said, oh, there's a movie called Future Slock. But I don't know why I passed on it. I thought this looked more interesting. Well, yeah, these guys did that film. And also, <laughs> uh, Deborah, you know, Cheryl was in it. And it's not in front of me right now, but there was another one of these actors who was in it. So they were all clicky. Clicky together. Okay, so now... Gail Weston is like, hey, fuck you, man. I know you got some alien. You, you look, you know, we have a contract, okay? You and me are partners here. It's going to be our Nobel Prize. Poor Mike. Oh. Got, he had to fall over. Yeah, I hate that. Like when you're in an ambulance and they stop short. I do. Yeah, right. It happens to me all the time <laughs> in the ambulance. Um, the, the, you ever have a dream and you're falling and that makes you wake up? Mike just did. <laughs> It's just about the kisser, too, in his dream. So we know he's going to open up the door and find Mike. But guess what? He doesn't. Mike has escaped. How did he escape? Well, when he fell over, he kind of got knocked over. Right, and, but did, we didn't and, see him uh, open up. When he fell over, it I don't know, it jostled his straps. He was able to... Now, remember the – he doesn't know J.L. Weston's name. He's not here from here, right? right? But he sort of knows the name of the brothers or whatever. So when he got that caution from Joe Bogart, like he's going to be watching later – later he'll put two and two together. You see, he really snuck out of the van, and he's hiding in the brush. 
He goes, this bloke's found something. He knows about the aliens. You follow him back to town. Oh, cool. I never realized you could get like a motorcycle and then like the, the sidecar and then the guy oh. in the sidecar could have a rifle. Yeah, that's riding shotgun. Which is actually from a stagecoach, right? It's not from a... Yeah, no, it's not from those little motorcycle things. I thought it would be better to say, like, catching fly spot. And they're like, no, you're holding the shotgun. I know there's flies that hit you from the carriage ride, but you know, that's a given. <laughs> the only phone, right, in the Outback? Oh, no, no, yeah. they're in a more... No, you're probably right. It's probably maybe it's not the only phone, but if you want a public phone, that's where yeah. you're going. Okay, so because of Mike, he knows about the power source from the ship, and he knows that Cheryl has it. And there they are. Well, this is that lady in the bar who punched. Oh uh, wow. He's trying to help them fix their car or something. But science guy is picking up all sorts of radioactivity. He's looking for the power supply. Boom! Now, this is a woman who punched him. Right. But he doesn't seem to mind. He doesn't act like she's going to do it again. Where are the ladies who own this van? Well, the past life, uh, she was in the queen of the nile right you're right about that she's saying stuff like that yeah take that moneymaker well mike was abducted and now he gets away now he's going on a runabout he's on a not a walkabout he's on a runabout a jogabout he's heading towards the ladies the ladies no, he's not. They're they're in the town, far away. Um, she's picking up the com V, right? Whatever. She's playing through, playing through. <laughs> the cricketia. Okay, there's our glitches from the video. Did cool. you see it? Yeah. Yeah. She's really concerned that Mike is missing. Now, you're right. It's science guy. He knows that the uh, um, crown is nearby, the power supply. He starts to drive, and then he catches the girls, and he goes, whoa, and turns around. <laughs> it's only like seven people in this area. Yeah, it's real Wild West in a way without the killing. Right. Yeah, there hasn't been much killing in this movie other than the knife play. Yeah, and he didn't die. No. Crack a crack a crack a crack a that that's it the helmet. Crack, ding, crack, ding, crack. Ding. So they found him, and now it's trying to, uh, you know, like he found the blokes who are poisoning the sheep, and the guy was wearing spurs, and uh, I gotta find Cheryl before the bow tie guy does. She's like he's like pouring out the plot. You know, the next steps for Act 3 uh, to those two. Now watch. He finds the crown and bonk! The he hits her with what? The, the Richter beeper? 
Oh, wow, you really knocked yeah. it. I just always thought of it some blunt object. Yeah, like his spare billy club. Like you yeah, have your, right, your, right, your right. blackjack. Yeah, your blackjack. Right, exactly. Yeah. Good for bonking guys on the head. Okay, so this thing is in his place. So the machines are freaking out because it has whammy jammy. radioactive. Yeah, whammy jammy detecting high levels of whammy jammy. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, radiation, if that's what they're saying. Okay, so look, claymation, uh, dot motion. Yeah. This is where their budget went. They yeah. went to they went to Pukas Art. Uh, yeah, the guys who did this um, special effects. It's Peter Stubbs and Peter Armstrong, two Peters. And also a guy named Jeff Little and Brian Pierce. They're credited with the space special effects. Time travel zaps the crash landing of the alien bar. It was Pukas, Pukas Arts and Magic did all the special effects. Pukas. He goes, that's J.L. Weston. Nobody pushes J.L. Weston around. But our bow tie guy did because he now has the everything. Yep. And he's now giving his like Nobel Prize thank you speech. And he goes, I want to thank my mother. He goes, No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, yeah. Oh, he's funny. He's much better than Morbius because Morbius declined his Nobel Peace Prize. Is Morbius from the Marvel thing? Yeah. It's yeah, the worst okay. movie of last year, Carl. Did he decline it? Okay, now <laughs> they are going to stop. We got to do our Razzies episode. They're yep. going to stop him, but whoa, but Bowtie Guy's not going to be stopped. This is crazy. They're driving wildly in the Australian Outback and they're making a movie out of it. I never, who like, knew? That was pretty badass. He went over a trench. He did? Well, you know, the the roads here have trenches so that the rain, you know, doesn't stay on the road. But the thing is, what rain? What rain? That's what oh, kills dude. me. Yeah, but once the rain hits, you'll be lucky, happy they were there. The rain will last a half day. Bang, pow, pull over, bloke. Pull over, mate. <laughs> dude, this should be in the, the movie poster. Now, this is the second time someone easily stopped him by just getting in front of him. Where's he going? Getting his Thor hat? Was this is the plot of Thor, right? What they they find the hammer. What? The plot of... Wasn't the original Marvel comic like a guy found Thor's hammer and he turns into Thor? He wasn't from Odin and all that stuff. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He was like pipe smoking, hat wearing, fedora right. wearing. Yeah, he was Walt something. I, th they, I think they they figured out a way to kind of get rid of the, get rid of him. Yeah, that that origin story. That character existed, but they they pushed him off. Yeah, no, that it wasn't called Odin, right? What's it called? Thor. No, the. Uh... City he's from. Odin Spear. Asgard. Uh, Asgard. Okay, so now they've got his crown and he's fucking humiliated. Now no look, look. He starts driving. He goes, drive the other car. Look how he started driving before Mike got out of the. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. 
So now he's taking this to Joe Bogart, and he's going to make things right. Cool. So nothing really happens. It's just that simple, right? It's just yeah. that simple. Now, Weston's going to come and stop him, right? Weston is absolutely going to get in the middle of this. He, I don't think he's going to stop him. Uh, but should I ruin it for you? No, no. We, we barely, okay. We're at the third act, right? Weston is absolutely going to be a cog in the machine. Gotcha. I did it. What's a capsule? You can spoil that. There's capsule? I don't know. What's that? Cigarette, right? I don't know. Is that a sign on the... Yeah. I can't ruin it. I wish I could ruin that for you. I can't. In, in the end of Titanic, the ship sinks, okay? Ha, I ruined a film. I no, it's the middle, right? No. She's saying, someone hits me in the back of the head with the fish. And everyone in the whole igloo just sits there. She goes, it was like I was not there, like an alien from another planet. But Weston will open the door just in time to hear her say that. So he'll close the door thinking, oh, she admitted it. She's an alien. Got her. Got her. A Jack Tripper in Three's Company. Capstan is a British brand of unfiltered cigarettes currently owned and manufactured by Imperial Brands. The brand dwindled in popularity when the health effects of tobacco became more widely known. G-Shops. Okay. They're British cigarettes. With no filter. (laughs) That's like my comedy. Unfiltered. Now look, they're going into a bar, right? They're going into a bar. Now, Weston sees them go into the bar. So there's going to be a in-the-bar incident. Now, he thinks that aliens are in the bar with Ryder. So he's going to go get his two thugs, and they're going to kind of have a shoot-em-out thing. Wow. In this there? Now, let's listen. Let's listen. Okay. I actually have to close the studio door and open. Okay. It's great. You brought it back. You... You get why that's ironic because she's the strange one. Okay, so Joe Bogart now has the crown, okay? And okay. Dale Weston thinks he's got a finger on the alien. You want to start back on? Yeah, when it's Joe, when it's Joe Bogart. Look, he's giving him songs from the future. From 1990? That's a year now. Songs from the future. So you can turn the sound off, but when Joe Bogart comes on, turn it on because it's a platform. Meanwhile, I want to play some songs from the future from 1990. People are still having sex. I'm too sexy for this skirt. Too sexy for my... (laughs) Wow. Music for the future is so crazy. Ryder. He said the notes on the map look like his handwriting. (laughs) Yeah, J.L. Weston killed Ryder last time. Oh. There comes the aliens. 
They don't look like aliens. Of course they don't look like aliens, you idiots. Hey, can I mention, she talked about Shirley MacLaine, and I thought because she looked this cute as Shirley MacLaine, but this is the 80s when uh-huh. Shirley MacLaine was writing those books about past lives. Right, and she's all about past lives, and that's why it was referenced, yeah. Gotcha. I thought it was because she looked like her from the apartment or something. Cool. So now he says, Ryder was killed at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock! It's 10.58 right now. Now he's putting it together who J.L. Weston is. And he's like, he's going to kill him again. Oh, so there is murder in this. Yeah. Uh, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. It's high 11. <laughs> right, why aren't they doing it at noon? It's high 11. Sorry, the time difference in Australia. Oh, wow. He on his head. That's a good way. So there's a little blood, but not too much blood. And you can... Right. Unlike recently, we saw a lot of bloodless killing, right? And those old Oh, films. my God, they... You hear a sound of a pop gun, and then suddenly they just fall down. That was. Oh, that I've been was a, shot. It was there's the, no the, sound. It was a silent, wasn't it? It. I think it was the whammy jammy zombie. Uh, it was uh, the shape of things to come, or whatever. Yes, right. It so it was a talkie. Bloodless killing, but there were other ones. There was another black and white we saw. And and I remember Dead End too. I mean, he was. Oh right. You can't oh, fake falling good. off a building, but so look, he wants to save his life, and so he's like, "It's too bad, it's too bad." He goes, "Look, I didn't charge it all the way, I didn't power it. You can't." So Mike has stolen the time thing to go save Ryder's life. Whoa. Now here's our only surfing scene. Yay! Da 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 da. Da, 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 da. Nobody gets what we're singing. Da, 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 da. Well, the, the remake of Hawaii Five O has been on the air for like eighteen years. Did it have that song? I don't know. I never watched it. So he goes, "Watch your hand." I never watched it either. The original either. Uh, yeah, watch your hand. But which doesn't make sense because he's not there to turn on the engine. Right? It didn't make sense when they went a minute back in time to prevent what they did, but they're not there in the room. Right. They're not there in the room. It's like the new them. Yeah. From... So now he's it's... like out of charge or something. Oh, no. Plus, he sees... Okay, I don't know if you're recognizing it's the same footage from before. Um, he sees uh, Connie. And so he's like, tells her the story. Let's go save Ryder's life. And Connie just believes in time travel all of a sudden. So Connie. there's Ryder. And what he could do right now is prevent Ryder from going to town. But too late. Too late. So he's got to have enlist Connie to do it. All right. You know what? This film is really good, but I don't want this film to lose me. Don't lose me, film. I understand what's going on. Thank you, Carl. Well, he's going to prevent Ryder from getting shot. That's what he's up to. We're we're back in time. Nobody. 
Nobody treats J.L. Weston like yeah. that. So that guy has two non-dust-related jokes aligned. Yeah, that's right, and that's it. Okay, that's so it. now everything's cool, right? She's just going to drive with Connie into town and save Ryder's life, right? What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? With the Com V that's <laughs> taking them to save Ryder's life. What could possibly go wrong? Uh-oh. Now, look, he's not there with Mike. This is a different future uh, or a different timeline or something. Timeline. J.L. Weston wakes up again. Rise and shine, Weston. Now, remember, when we last left off, Weston and the two thugs were about to burst into the bar and shoot everybody. Right. I don't know why, though. He wants to save the aliens, not shoot them. He's once again discovered they're aliens, you know. Okay. I think I've seen this part. Yes, you have. Uh-oh, Batmobile. Oh, no, what could possibly fake go wrong with our fake effects? <laughs> Did you see how the wheel rolled right in front of the camera? It was, it was good, Carl. Come on. No, come on. It was further behind <laughs> than the car was, so it just logically makes sense. Also, does it help when you hear, add action? Yeah, right. That cut. Mike. Yeah. Look at that fucking gun he's got, man. Riding sidecar shotgun. That's not a rifle. It's like a Tommy gun or some crap. Yeah. Look at it. It's like a little Uzi. These guys are all dust covered. Come on. Well, they never, they're like outback stereotypes. But well, everyone else lives out there. And they're... Stop. Uh-oh, 11. Right. Now they have like a minute to. So. What they do is they're screaming to Ryder. Ryder, look out. Oh, it says police station. I guess it's not a bar. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Ryder, look out. Police station. Ryder. So JL Weston goes in. They hear a bunch of shots and they're like, oh no, we were too late. But they weren't because they yelled at him. Oh, there's a big pile of bloodless humans. Right. <laughs> of course I'm okay. I can handle these blokes. This lot. Wow, empty cast. He just killed three people? Yeah. And now he gets complaining, complaining, and he rolls his eyes. Oh, women. Even though he tricked them to right. get them out there. Who's the jerk? Okay, now... They're all going into the bar. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Intriguing. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Something else could have happened. But I mean, this film is good. It does its job. It keeps you interested. Good, yeah. it, it, you're going back in time and then forward. And and, and now we're going to have some big reveals. Of all the gin joints and blah, blah. Right. Ooh. Right. This is when, at the end of the film, I was like, he's bald? <laughs> wow, Mike. Yes, Mike. I made a promise to ride out. Michael is your son who you killed with the cricket ball. 
What? Yeah, we said, I couldn't tell you because you wouldn't get all grouchy and become a cop and then appear again. It's a little selfish of the alien. Oh, but you're helping an alien. He goes, I need the power capsule. He goes, yeah, but I brought it to you. He goes, yeah, but then you went back again, dummy. Don't you remember? Where's the power capsule? Guess who's got it? We know who's got it. It's Bowtie Guy. Right. So he, Mike grew up not knowing that he is the son of, right. He never knew his dad, and this was a way to meet his dad. Now, Mike will fall into a ditch, and Joe Bogart will turn back time and say, look out for the ditch. I love it. Wow, that's what I call action. Watch out for the ditch. Wow, that's great. They really use the time effects really well. <clears throat> now, there's an action scene going on in which he's chasing the guy for the crown, but we interrupt the, that action to go to this He's made the arrangement. He's going back 25 years, and he's going to save his own son's life by not – he's going to have a life in which he knew his son and was raised his son. Mike. Right. Who's banging but, his best friend. Who's banging his – I guess so. But somehow Connie's like his, the, um, the uh, niece or something weird. I don't know. I think I would know, but boom, he's gone. Back to save your life. So you should be walking in the door. Play it, Sam. Oh, here we go. There we go, Carl, for the sound. Cost him five grand. Listen. We're going to get pulled from YouTube on this. It's worth it. Keep listening. Fundamental things apply. Oh, and that's it. Because it, yeah. it would cost him more than five grand. Okay, well, now that we played the musical track that got them in legal trouble. They did get them into legal trouble. They couldn't afford a hundred grand. That's time to do time, 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 dooby dooby doo time. Yeah, yeah, time going by. Oh, is that? Yeah, well, they should have just switched it to a different As Time Goes By song. Carl, what do you think of the movie? I think that the movie was a good film. I don't think it was a bad film. Um, I think the next film we're going to watch is a pretty bad film. I think this was a good film, and it's too bad that it didn't get a chance to... It it, it probably was a very good-looking film, too, but we just saw it on VHS, and it never right. made it to DVD. And... I mean, I'm sure that the exterior shots were fantastic. Yeah. It was the outback and, you know, a magnificent desert and beautiful big sky country, just like Montana, you know. It's a little weird because, I don't know, it's a good movie. It's definitely a good movie. I just was hoping for more sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. They, they used the – they went back in time, time to warn Mike there's a ditch. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe – I don't know. 
Tedded it is not, right? Tedded, he would go backwards in time while Bullock yeah. was forward or something, something interesting. Join us next week. You can by tuning in to Mutiny Radio next Sunday at, at 2 p.m. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to see us in person and watch the movie or Asynced. Or subscribe to our podcast, the OG podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank Go you. to carlsucks.com to see where he's performing. It's probably Scotty's and elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and made champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more.
flight is a
I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans. I've seen its muddy bosom turn all... I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans. I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo. Would you like to ride my
What's it tell me, Gypsy? When will my gal be home? Gypsy said, Silver, put some silver in my hand, and I'll look into the future and tell you all I can. I crossed her palm with silver, then she started in to lie. She said, Now listen, mister, she'll be here by and by. Oh, what a lie. I've been waiting and a waiting, and she ain't come home yet. Something must have happened to make my gal forget. Huh. I hates a lying gypsy who'll take good money from you, tell you pretty stories and take your money from you. But if I was a gypsy, I would take your money too. I went to the gypsies, gypsy sitting all alone. I said, tell me, gypsy, when will my gal be home? Gypsy said, silver, put some silver in my hand and I'll look into the future and tell you all I can. I crossed her palm with silver, then she started in to lie. She said, now listen, mister, she'll be here by and by. Oh, what a lie. I've been waiting and a waiting and she ain't come home yet. Something must have happened to me.
to do? Are you ready, black man? Black woman, are you ready? Are you ready, ready, ready? white things to burn buildings are you ready are you ready to build black things are you ready to give yourself your love your soul, 
your heart to create life? Are you ready to create out of nothing? Are you ready, black people? Are you ready? Are you ready? Black man, black youth, black woman, black everybody, are you really, really, really ready? these questions. Are you ready? 
know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Are you ready to go inside yourself and change yourself?
needing to hit the Chuck Top Club at 2 o'clock now get out from work. You understand? Yeah, Now look at here, sucker. Can you get away from that husband of yours tonight? Yeah, I can get away. Can you get away? Yeah, I can get away. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Where's that sucker at? He's working. He's well now? Working. You sure that sucker working? Yeah, he's working. In the bad time, he's working on my damn head. <laughs> So I kicked my butt. <laughs> now look at here, Helen. Yeah. I want you to leave me here at the Chuck Park Club at 2 o'clock. I'll take your butt to the motel. I don't beat around the bush, y'all. <laughs> don't worry about nothing. I got some ripple in the car. <laughs> now look at here, Helen. Yeah. You know how to get to the Chuck Park Club? I don't get to the 